your Locked On Golden Knights, your daily podcast on the Vegas Golden Knights, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. On today's episode, Jack, a hat trick in Buffalo for number nine gives VGK its ninth straight win, a preview of Saturday's home game against St. Louis, and our WT Friday, What the Friday, coming up ahead. We are brought to you by Bet Online. BetOnline.net is your number one source for sports betting information, for stats, for news, and analysis. Tony Cardasco, along with Chris Golick from Las Vegas, and please make sure that you like, subscribe, leave comments, what have you, on our YouTube channel, Lockdown VGK. Follow us on Twitter at Lockdown VGK. Of course, uh, we have at Tony Dasco, that's me. He is at TD Chris G. And Chris, the performance by Jack Eichel was one for the ages last night. As uh, against his former team in Buffalo, the hat trick for Jack Eichel. He also had an, a, just a beautiful assist last night. I could have had a couple of more goals, too, on breakaway attempts um, in that contest. And last night, he just kind of it was one of those facials for the fans that were booing as the boos were cascading throughout uh, the course of the game. We spoke about this uh, yesterday with Joe DiBiase uh, and that he said every time that he even comes out on the ice, he would be booed. And exactly. It happened last night. Uh, the, the sweep of the five game road swing for the VGK as they head home now. And, you know, I tweeted something after the game. The celebration was phenomenal, right? Eichel with that 200-foot empty netter, which was incredible in and of itself. I don't know how the puck got through all that traffic. He almost hit the ref if you watch one of the replays. He almost hit the ref on that. It got through all that traffic. And and then uh, just at the end of the game, now, typically, there's the celebration, right, where <laughs> everyone goes up to the goalie and hugs the goalie. The line, the reception line at the end of the game was for Jack Eichel. And it just showed me that his teammates had his back, number one, and they appreciated the effort and they understand his greatness and his role with this team. Do you agree? No doubt. I mean, and, you know, you want to talk about his importance to the team. We've obviously covered that and now we're seeing it as he's on pace for about 95 points all of a sudden a little bit over our our 90 and a half original projection a few months ago you just look at the culture in general right now there's no worry Nick Haig after that goal gets disallowed and we'll talk about my perspective on the offsides in a moment I'm sure but Nick Haig he scores you know four, three, five, whatever the number is, goals per season, his goal gets disallowed. They get a good shot of him reacting on the bench, and he's just like, aw, and smiling. Like, this team is very relaxed. They're very loose. They're having fun. Uh, I tweeted um, expressive Mark Stone, and uh, now the rally cry for a 22-23, uh, send him home. You're going to see home. that all over the place now, I think, just after just after that. And you know, it's it's all working. And at some point, it's not going to work. There will be a correction at some point. But for now, enjoy everything that's happening. It's fun. And uh, get to welcome the boys back to T-Mobile tomorrow night and what should be a, a really fun uh, evening of hockey. So 
again, Mark Stone, you, you talked about his expression there is we have his expression this like everything after uh, he scores a goal and he's very animated and we understand all that. Yes, they got him on the bench uh, going out to celebrate. But Stone after the game, uh, this is just like, again, it's just a, a respect factor, right? When he says that Eichel was uh, he's one of the best players uh, that he's ever played with. Uh, he said he's probably the best player he's ever played with. I, I should correct myself there. Close the fog. Here and comes the fog. He, no, and he said the more your camera the fog, the fog is rolling in. <laughs> what in the world? I don't know what that is, man. We got the morning fog again on the YouTube channel. Um, and he just said, you know, he's one of the more impressive teammates that he's been around. And to me, that's your captain speaking. And that just speaks volumes about the respect they have for Eichel. You and I, you know, we go back to last season where we said, you know, he is by far, I said it, you you agree, right? By far the best player on the ice for the Vegas Golden Knights. He was last season. And I then I think that Bruce Cassidy just knows how to get under his skin enough to make him even a better player and a better defensive player. And I don't know what this fog thing is. This is crazy. Why would this happen? It's pretty awesome, Tony. I'm out here. (laughs) Oh boy. Is it, uh, is it, is it April 20th in Tony's apartment right now? Or Tony's, uh, Tony's place. What's going on over there? I I think Snoop Snoop just came rolling in. Um, So yeah, I mean, everything, (laughs) everything you said, Tony does ring true. And uh, folks, if there's ever a reason to watch the YouTube, well, or not to watch the YouTube, this is it right now. Um, Oh, there we go. Oh, what's going on here? Something. It's, it's got to be with the way the light is Something's hitting your, loose. your 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 um your flip phone camera. Um, no, but everything that you said does ring true. Mark Stone obviously is very expressive, very direct, and I'm sure there's a side of him in the locker room that none of us are privy to see. And when he is talking like this out in public about the strength of Jack Eichel and what he brings to the team, it's not lip service. It's uh not to motivate him. It's not to do anything but to, you know, give credit where credit is due. And that's exactly what's happening right now. And obviously Bruce Cassidy does get um, a few stick taps as well for uh, the way he's finding ways to motivate and elevate his game. And we talked about this uh, yesterday with Joe uh, from Locked on Sabres. And, you know, there's times when, like in Buffalo, if Jack Eichel didn't show up, right, they didn't win. Last night, if Jack Eichel doesn't show up, I think this, the Golden Knights might have lost that game. I don't. The way the third was going, who knows? But Jack Eichel just put the team on his back in the third and said, "All right, boys, I got this. We're going to take this home." And his celebrations were fun, right? He was mm-hmm. he was having fun with the crowd. He wasn't doing it to be mean or show him up or anything like that. It's just what any t- any player is going to do when they score on their old team, right now. Oh my God, Tony, what's going on over there? All right, so yeah, I mean it's exciting times right now, and. Um, it, it's all clicking. It's all clicking. I don't know what's up with this fog. That's okay, this Tony. Is... That's okay. We're probably going to get more views. Because I'm still of this. here. Yeah. And you know, you know how much I don't like to do the video anyway. So this might be a regular feature. Uh, special teams. We talked about special teams yesterday, and we knew the importance in this game. Um, Buffalo had two power play goals, uh, one shorthanded goal. Uh, Tage Thompson, two goals. He's just. He's a beast. You can't say enough. He's phenomenal. Um, and then uh, the power play goal for Buffalo, uh, eight consecutive games. When we touched on this yesterday about 
how important uh, the power play would be. VGK, of course, did very well. Uh, they had wait, VGK had two power play goals or one? I don't know. Okay, in any event, yes, power play, <laughs> special teams were so important in that game. And moving forward, it will be very important for the Golden Knights. But they did have that response. They also had the response, what was it, 2-2 at the time? And they come back and they score the quick goal. And that, again, is shades of that first season that we saw. Yeah, I mean, and if there's um, an area of opportunity right now we, that, that, that does need to be addressed, I'm not going to say anything negative about a five-game road East Coast winning streak. But the defense seemed to break down a little bit. We did give up a lot more goals on the road versus what we do at home. And that is something that will hopefully, uh, you know, whatever that is, whether it's just simply uh, variance, correction, puck luck, whatever it is, or if it's um, a kink in the armor in the sense that the other teams are just getting better um, matchups against us on the line changes and things like that, whatever that is, that is something that will need to be addressed because it wasn't, I mean, you look at the teams we played on, on this road swing, it, they weren't the greatest of teams as far as how the season is going right now, but they're finding ways to score on the Golden Knights, whereas we, we've been playing some better teams at home and keeping the score down a little bit. So that is a little bit of a concern right now. If, again, we're, we're splitting hairs trying to find things that are a concern right now for the Golden Knights who are just magnificent to start the season, but that is something to watch as the season progresses. And um, the penalty kill, you know, up and down, up and down as well right now. Okay. Uh, Four-point night, Chandler Stevenson, phenomenal. Uh, goal and three assist. Phil Kessel, uh, I was out at dinner with friends, and they did allow me to watch the game, you know, on my phone, but they said no tweeting, no live tweeting. So those were the rules. You got some weird friends, but whatever. Yeah. Well, it was at Piero's, old school Piero's, one of the best meals, obviously, in the city. So that was I had to abide. Had to it's abide. Just in. Tony has friends, folks. <laughs> Phil Kessel is twenty fifth. I had it. You know, I saw the graphic on the screen. Twenty five goals for Phil Kessel against Buffalo. That was eye popping. Played you know in Toronto that? for a while. That's probably why. Yeah, and then uh, we saw Michael Amadio. We saw his minutes diminishing. We talked about it on yesterday's show, and lo and behold, Paul Cotter gets the opportunity, and. He makes the best of it once again. Yeah, I mean, that is that is my, and that's what I put in the lockdown now. Yes, that night was about Eichel for what he did in the third, but Bruce Cassidy, Bruce Cassidy is the unsung hero of this game. You don't, I'm not going to get too deep because this might pop back up in segment three again, but coaches very rarely do not mess with a winning lineup. They don't. It's, it's working. They might change the goalie depending on the rotation, how things are going, but you don't change a winning lineup. Bruce Cassidy says, okay, hold my beer. Mario, you're out. Paul Cotter, you're in. Paul Cotter with a goal and assist and was out there. He was noticeable. He was, I mean, Paul Cotter on breakaways. Oh, my goodness. He's uh, he's starting to figure, uh, figure that side of his game out as well. And Alex Tuck with the turnover there, unfortunately, which led to the Paul Cotter goal. But, you know, Cassidy is, uh, again, he's doing everything right right now. And this is what we need. We need a coach who's willing to take these chances you know, they lose the game, right? Let's just say they lose that game last night. Line three winds up being a minus four or something like that with Paul Cotter out there. Now everyone's saying, why are you changing the lineup? What are you doing? Why are you doing this right now? No, Bruce Cassidy doesn't care. He's doing what he thinks is best. He has the support. Everyone's buying in right now. And little things like that are what keeps a nine game winning streak going. 
the marine layer has lifted here at Casa de Dasco. So we're back here. You can see me now. Um, we also saw Alex Petrangelo with his first goal of the season. It, just a, an unbelievable pass from, guess who? Jack Eichel. No one has to be happier about Jack Eichel. We talked about this all during the offseason. Then, then Kelly McCrimmon, because like I said earlier. That also might be in segment three. <laughs> okay. There I know. We didn't know. We didn't know, but we're ready for what the Friday in a big way. Oh, today. definitely. I can't wait. Let's go. But yeah, we said as Jack Eichel goes, that is the job security for Kelly McCrimmon. That's it. I knew he was on his coattails. And I knew that if this team was successful, was successful early, we also stressed that, that it would have to be Jack Eichel paving the way. And true to form, he's really stepped up. I mean, he's just, I don't know what that conversation was like over the summer between Cassidy and Eichel on Cape Cod, but I think it had a huge effect, huge impact on him. Pardon me. Um, no doubt. And I, I like to stop when you're. No, it's perfect. Coffee. It's perfect. Just, I yeah. love it. I love it. Um, right now, you know, I don't know if you guys have been either to uh, T-Mobile. You notice where Kelly McCrimmon sits, right at center ice, basically, with usually McPhee and Foley, or even and Henderson, basically at center ice with the coaches and stuff like that. But he usually sits, you know, in either the chair or um, the booth, basically in the skybox. They're actually going to remodel that, Tony. I just got a, an email from an undisclosed source. Uh, they're going to fix that, and it's going to be a throne. They're putting a throne in for Kelly McCrimmon right now to sit on. Oh. And he's just going to sit there and with his feet up, usually with a cigar in his mouth, and just sitting I, there like, yep, I know what I'm, I'm doing. I've I sat next it. to them in the, in the suite next, right next door uh, last season, last couple of the seasons. The 86 got, listed, got lifted. Wow. I don't know how you did that. Oh, it snuck in. They don't have facial recognition yet there, you know, at T-Mobile. So... <laughs> I was able to sit there, and they don't really talk to each other during the game. It's really bizarre. Business. They just, business. They're just focused on the game, which is really crazy. What about, okay, so. We got to hit the offsides at some point. We got to hit the offsides. Go, go, go. Go now. Go now. On the, go now. Yeah. Okay. By all so means. A, a lot it of. It was offside. It was offside 100%. Now, let's go over the rule of offside, folks. Obviously, you know, your feet can't cross the blue line before the puck does. That's the first thing. Who was it? Nick. It Was it Nick, Nick Wah? Wah. Okay, there is a caveat to that rule. There is I caught a, that one at dinner, at least. I saw that. Okay. Yeah. There, there's an additional layer to the offsides. Easiest way to play it, to say it, you can be skating backwards with the puck. Your feet can cross the blue line first and the puck still behind the blue line. If you are clearly possessing the puck, it is not offsides, even if your feet cross first. So that is the rule that we had to, that the officials had to look at and determine did Nick Wah possess the puck as he crossed the blue line? If you noticed, Nick Wah made a play while his feet were still behind the blue line of the puck where he chipped it to himself. He was not tapping it, trying to pass it or tip it. He clearly made a play to gain possession on the puck. Now, what matters to me is the touch after that. This is where I noticed a lot of people on social media not even addressing this. So you have um, to have possession. Is that the rule? You have to either yeah. you have to clearly possess it as you cross the line. Okay. Or the puck has to cross first, then your feet. A or B has to happen. So Nick Waz's second touch is the key to the offside being overturned. When Nick Waz tries to backhand the puck after he chipped it to himself, he fanned on it. He fanned on it. At that point, in my opinion, he did not possess the puck because he did not clearly make a good second touch after he chipped it to himself. 
if his if on his backhand, if he clearly, if he clearly or cleanly plays the puck, I think that's a good goal because you can. It's, it, maybe I don't, I don't know if this is the right comparison or not, but the NFL, right? You take a couple of steps or a football move after you catch the ball, then you possess it, and then if you're knocked down and fumble, it's a live ball or whatever. In my opinion, it's kind of the same thing right here. If he goes one touch, two touch as he's crossing the line, I think it's a clean entry and he possesses the puck. But since on his backhand, his he just kind of fanned on it, I think that's why the play got overturned. I don't know what's up with this fog, but no, it's good. You're good. You're good. I'm, I'm good now. Yeah. You're good. So big win for VGK. And coming up next, I know that Chris had said on yesterday's show and earlier this Correct. week. He believes that the game against St. Louis could be a letdown game for the VGK. We'll discuss that after this on Locked On Golden Knights. BetOnline.net is your number one source for sports betting information, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league that's out there. From football to basketball to soccer and esports, we've got it all at BetOnline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. We're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fixed. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet online where the game starts. Welcome back from Las Vegas. Tony Cardasco and Chris Golick as we come to you each and every day, Monday through Friday. Thanks for making us your first listen each and every day as well. And don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel. And Chris, I know. Okay, so what's your hockey weekend look like? A little Is bit he, of reffing um, and what what do you got? No, no reffing. No, I, I'm glad I'm not reffing right now. I'm getting over wherever the heck this nonsense is that I have at the moment. Uh, I won't be on the ice until probably next Monday night if I had to assume. But um, no, tomorrow, obviously, we got the Golden Knights against the Blues, and we'll talk about that in a second, I'm sure. But Sunday, we actually have the season ticket member event over, over at Area 15 uh, for the Vegas Golden Knights, which will be a, it'll be a lot of fun, I think. Um, I haven't been to Area 15. It's in like the illumination part, I guess, which is – I guess we're fun. going to outer space to see the Golden Knights, so that's going to be fun. Um, but there will be usually usually the entire healthy roster is there uh, for autographs and just meet and greets and stuff like that. There will be player Q and As and stuff, so it'll be a it'll be a fun afternoon. Um, we've done so. What are the season ticket events that have happened so far? Um, they had a, a painting thing with the team, which was actually kind of interesting, as corny like, as that sounds. Like wine and paint? Not, but no wine. Fa- family atmosphere. Family, it was, family. Um, it Grape was juice. A, Grape juice. <laughs> exactly. It was at Mandalay Bay, and it was like a guided paint. We actually talked about the family this morning. Um, It was like a guided painting. You had a logo in front of you. You paint it yourself, and then out come the players to see your work and sign and talk to you. It was actually Fun. pretty cool. Uh, right. Then we had one actually at the high, the high roller, roller at the link. The high roller, yep. I thought I remember that one. Yeah, you got one player on the pod with you for an entire lap, so that was kind of fun. We got to. So who did you have? Uh, we had a uh, Tomas Nosek actually. Oh so, wow! Well, Very that's what you cool. get for the cheap seats. You get the fourth line, but um. So it's like a, it's a thirty-minute spin around there yeah. on the high roller, which is really cool. Mm-hmm. I had a meeting once with Caesars where they said, "Meet me at the high roller." There were two executives had this meeting, and they go, "We're getting in in the high roller." We're going to go around. We have got a 30 minute limit, which is the best way to have a meeting. Right. So but anyway, so that is really cool. And so that's going to be on Sunday. Yeah. Sunday is the, at, at, at Illumin. I think it's called Illuminarium, Illumination, Illuma something. I, yeah, I, I, I'm cool not spot. hip, Tony. I know you go it's to concerts. Cool you see, bands, you might see some of that fog that rolled in earlier. Exactly. Uh, there, exactly. At Area 15. You and might then see hopefully um, UFOs, actually gonna, too. 
Yeah, hopefully, um, I'm going to send the email actually in a few minutes. Hopefully, uh, Tuesday and Thursday, I'll be at T-Mobile on uh, on Press Row covering the games. So, uh, fingers crossed that works out. And uh, shout out to UNLV, Tony. They got the game. They got the D1 game at the Dollar Loan Center, I believe, on Wednesday nights. I think they're hosting. Is it Alaska or something? Alaska like that? Anchorage, yeah. yeah, yeah. So you You're know, if you want to check out too? some some good hockey at Dollar Loan Center, on the number cheap, one. Uh, they're number one in the nation again for a second week. Yep. UNLV hockey, unbelievable. Yep. So that's great. Let's get back to business here with the BGK. Uh, the St. Louis Blues are struggling uh, both on the ice, and I guess they've had some issues off the ice. Uh, but you felt this week that there could be a huge letdown for VGK uh, coming off of this road uh, trip here. And, okay, I predicted six points. You predicted five. Uh, and we thought that that would be good, right? Yes, They absolutely. would still be, you know, maintaining the top spot there in the Honda Pacific Division. And so the Blues ended an eight-game losing streak last night, 5-3 to three in San Jose. They are now 4 Eight and zero, oh. and uh, in that game we saw Callie Rosen with the game-winning goal, just his fourth, his fourth goal in forty-two NHL Ooh. games. Ooh. And this is a team that's, uh, and he got a chance to play because uh, Robert Bartuzzi was out. So, but they've got injuries, they have issues on and off the ice. There's some infighting, according to the media members back there in St. Louis. So. Just how do you why do you think that this is a letdown game? Perhaps I could see why sky high coming off of the big win, coming off of an emotional victory. And now they come home here. But can't the fans bolster the VGK? Well, and that's the thing. The fact that they're on this tremendous winning streak could be the saving grace right now, because I think the players do not that they don't want to win if they're losing, but the, the mindset is going to be different right now as far as preparing for a game like this. Um, I, I wish I could credit where I, who said this and where, but someone made the comment uh, kind of along the same lines that I am about this game being a trap. They said the boys been gone for two weeks. They're going to be on a babysitting duty when they get home and they're all going to have honeydew lists today and everything when they get back home. So they're going to be tired tomorrow. I think it's actually pretty funny. Um, this reminds me of the Flyers game. I believe it was season, was it season three, Tony, or season two? Similar thing. I think it was a weekend game against the Flyers where the Flyers were friggin' miserable. The Golden Knights were probably minus 3,000 to win that game or something. Not not that bad, but, you know, they were a heavy favorite, if you will, on uh, the odds side of things. And Philly just came in and they crushed them. It was uh, it was not even a game from the word go. And it was just a reminder of how quick things can turn. Yeah, the Blues are terrible. Long losing streak. They crack it against the Sharks, which shouldn't even it should only be one point in the standings if you beat the Sharks. Um, but they they do crack their, their their streak. And I mean, this is a team that probably here. Okay, maybe here's the angle. If it's not going to be a trap, when things aren't going your way, right? Things aren't going your way in life. They're not going your way in your hockey season. Whatever. You got some extra scratch laying around. You go to Vegas. You go to Vegas. You have some fun, right? The Blues did have an off day. I, I think they got two days off. So if I had to guess, the Blues maybe on Wednesday night after they beat the Sharks, maybe just got right on the plane and couldn't wait to get to Vegas. Maybe they're uh, they're partying it up in all the places where Tony parties and stuff. Maybe they're actually on the list where of the places where Tony has to sneak in the back door and partying in the clubs and stuff. So, you know, maybe that's the saving grace for this game. The fact that the Blues might just be looking forward to being in Vegas for the weekend and having some fun, maybe not focus as much on hockey. But this is a trap scenario for the reasons we said. First game back after the road trip, the Golden Knights are hot. The Blues are not hot. It all just adds up for a letdown. 
I don't want that to happen by any means. I hope it doesn't happen, but it could happen. And if it does, okay, we move forward. This is a team, St. Louis, that had 109 points last season, and they are struggling. And I guess that there was some lashing out by teammates of uh, of Jordan Cairo there in St. Louis about his lackadaisical performance, and uh, he signed that big deal. Of course, you get fat after you do that, and Cairo currently is minus 15 <laughs> and plus minus, but then – also, Ryan O'Reilly, one goal in 10 games, and uh, it, defensively, they've just been garbage. Uh, Tory Krug is minus 11. Colton Pareko is minus 8. I mean, things are going sideways fast. And then special teams, we've been pointing a ton to special teams and just the way that everything's been addressed with Bruce Cassidy. Here is a team that's just won for its last 13 on the power play. Yeah, I mean, everything's going bad right now. And when it goes bad, it goes worse. And, you know, you compare this to what this, what our Silver Knights are unfortunately going through right now. It's so hard to find victories. It seems like everything go, is going against you. And it's unfortunate uh, for what the Blues are going through and, and uh, what our Silver Knights are going through. They had a better game last night. They lost a 2-1 to, to Abbotsford. Uh, they scored the first goal, a Ron Bjerg, actually. Uh, former VGK and might see him back at some point throughout the season. Hopefully not. That mean we have injuries and stuff, but you know, in any event, a better game from the silver Knights, maybe they can rebound uh, for their next game against Abbotsford, but you know, back to the blues. Yeah. When it, when everything goes bad, it just keeps on going and it's so hard to find that victory. It's so hard to find that goal. And it's kind of what VGK experienced down the stretch last year. So many times, you know, they just couldn't find ways to get that big goal or, you know, stop that push. And, VGK needs to keep their foot on the throttle right now. They need to they need to need to send them home, as Mark Stone is saying right now, and uh, you know find a way to put this game away in the first period. But Knights and Blues, folks, there's some fun games. The Knights have actually been down by three at T-Mobile Arena and come back and have actually defeated them before. When the Knights and the Blues play, crazy things happen. The score gets way up there. Season one, uh, the Blues actually scored appeared to score a goal against Malcolm Subban when he was in the Nets. Malcolm Subban's entire body goes into the goal, but they can't call it a goal because they can't see the puck. It's the weirdest thing ever. And just big swings. Who knows what's going to happen? And, you know, the Blues might come in looking to play some loser hockey and might get really physical. Who knows? No one's done that against VGK, which I'm kind of shocked about, uh, that no one's tried to play that physical game. We got Colasar, that's why. You might see some unidentified flying Colasar shots there at uh, area 15 this weekend as well. And Larry Brossois, now I call him Larry. <laughs> so put on waivers on Thursday. What becomes of Laurent Brossois? That's a good question. There are teams with goaltending issues right now. And, you know, there were a few scouts in the stands when I was, uh, when I was um, covering the game a couple nights ago. And, you know, like I said, I did ask one scout about, the performance just walking by, I said, Hey, when you watch a period like that, do you just look at that as he's being hung out to dry? Or do you feel that the, he wasn't, he didn't have a good period. And the response was very simple. It's things aren't going well. And he said it to me twice and kind of gave me a look like, okay, that made me feel that he probably expected more out of Brassois. Not that there was much more he could have done maybe in the game on Tuesday night, 
but you do expect a little bit more and to make a few more saves that you shouldn't. I mean, maybe this is genius hockey. Maybe, maybe the team uh, purposely laid an egg so we can find a way to keep him down in Henderson, just in case one of our, uh, one of our main goalies goes down at some point. I doubt that's the case by any means, not the way Viverosa responded on Tuesday night, as far as uh, his passion for how he felt uh, the team let down Brassois, the fact that he wanted to be out there. I wouldn't be surprised if someone did pick him up. You do see other goalies being claimed off waivers right now. Um, he does have a history of succeeding as a backup goaltender. The question is how much is the injury playing in and how much time does he need? He might need you know another month to really get his feet under him right now. You look at Aiden Hill, right? He had a full summer to heal. He had a full training camp. And the training camp was, was bad, right? But it improved throughout. And obviously, once the season starts, things are going well. So maybe Brassois just needs time. Maybe January 1st is when he'll turn it on. I don't know. Okay. Uh, this uh, defense for St. Louis is second in the league, allowing just six first period goals this season. So you, for VGK to uh, to win this game, they, I think they have to get off to a good start. The Golden Knights also snapped out of things. What did they have? A couple of uh, goals in the second period. Do you have a prediction uh, on the game on Saturday night? I'm going to say low scoring. I'm just, I'm pretty much, I'm very much amazed that VGK uh, did not really lose its legs during this road swing, but for little spurts of time uh, there, the second period in the the game, the prior game in Toronto, I think we saw them, you know, just kind of lose their legs under them, but great job by the conditioning staff. Do you have a prediction on the score? One, one after the first VGK six, five in overtime, the wheels are going to come off defensively for both teams. Okay, man. One one after go. the first, and then a bunch more goals scored after that. <laughs> I know we have one fan who really likes it when I go against VGK because that means that VGK is going to win the game. So I'm going to go with VGK, though. I'm going to go with a 4 3 final. Coming up next, it's what the Friday stay with us on Lockdown Golden Knights. Welcome back to Lockdown Golden Knights. Tony Cardasco, Chris Golick from Las Vegas. The fog is lifted here at the Dasco Chateau. And Chris, it is time for our WTF What the Friday feature, and I will yield to you. You can go first. All right, my WTF for every Vegas Golden Knight fan that doubted Mr. Kelly McCrimmon. How dare you doubt Mr. McCrimmon? Hashtag McCrimmon plan is in full effect right now. Future considerations, who cares? Give away Marc-Andre Fleury, who cares look at the results of what the team accomplished in seasons one through five look at where this team is in season six mr mccrimmon was the architect of the season one team even though he was not the gm he was he was the one even from mcphee given a ton of credit for building the season one team and the season one strategy sure it didn't go as according to plan they they had a deep run but mr mccrimmon is the one who has been putting this roster together season after season. And all of a sudden, if we're not the favorite, we're one of the top two or three favorites for the Stanley Cup as we ride an amazing winning streak. So to every Vegas Golden Knight fan who doubted Mr. McCrimmon, WTF Friday to you. Almost went there. You almost went there. What about a little WTF shout out to someone who threw a couple of buckets uh, uh, after the hatcher for where did they get helmets from in 
in the arena last night after the hat trick was scored by Eichel. That was pretty much amazing. WTF there. Uh, WTF, uh, Paul Cotter, more than Michael Amadio. That more than sign. Greater than. You know, I'm, I'm just glad that he's out of the doghouse. And I think, again, it's it's a Bruce Cassidy situation where he has to make sure that these rookies don't get ahead of themselves. I think he plays psychological games with them. And we saw Paul Cotter fifth game last night, and he had the goal second of the season, uh, had the assist plus three. Now last played on October the 18th, uh, 12 career games. He's got five points WTF and a WTF shout out as well. Every time that I post welcome back Cotter, I get a like from his mom. So I'm pretty good with the moms. WTF. <laughs> I'll, um, you took a bit of my thunder there, but I'll keep it going anyway. WT Friday, Bruce Cassidy. <laughs> what are you doing changing a winning lineup? Oh, eight game winning streak. Eight game winning streak. How dare you even mess with this lineup right now? How dare you? I mean, it's not like you're going to put someone out there who hasn't played Tony since October 18th, who has 12 career games and not a lot of goals. It's not like Paul Cotter is going to get an amazing breakaway goal. It's not like he's going to get an awesome assist and be one of the most noticeable players on the ice, not named Jack Eichel and Chandler Stevenson. How dare you, Bruce Cassidy, do all these amazing things right now? We certainly wish you would take the Pete DeBoer path and not take chances and be a little more boring because sometimes it's better to lose as long as you look good versus uh, winning and taking chances, right? So in all seriousness, folks, Bruce Cassidy is doing it all right right now. Doesn't matter that the team is winning. He's not afraid to make the big move right now. So WTF, Bruce Cassidy, in an absolutely amazing manner. Keep doing what you're doing. Don't uh, don't uh, fold to the pressure, and I think things are going to shake out just fine in Season 6. WTF, Chandler Stevenson is an all-star. I said this all of last season, that he needs to be an all-star this season. He's one of the most valuable players on the ice for the Golden Knights. They picked Stinkin' Marcia, so oh, just, again, uh, one of the favorites, one of the besties, you know, of Bill Foley and, and Kelly McCrimmon. They picked Marchie or whatever you call him. They picked him over Chandler Stevenson, for crying out loud. 15 points in 15 games, comes in as a fourth liner, absolutely like one of the most invisible players in the National Hockey League. And last season, he plays in 79 games. Think about that with all the injuries and everything else. One of them he missed for his grandmother's funeral. And like, you know, 79 games, 64 points. He was the MVP of this team last season. Give him his flowers for crying out loud. Make Chandler Stevenson an all-star. Did you say Jonathan Margisot was one of the least noticeable players? Did I hear that right? No. I said Chandler Stevenson was, but I don't know what I'm saying. Oh, fair enough. Okay. I'm in this fog. Fair enough. Fair enough. No, that's that's, it's all fair. Chandler Stevenson, I mean, he could play anywhere on the top three lines and get it done. So I'm certainly with you on Chandler Stevenson being an all-star, but is there enough room, right? I mean, WTF, are there enough uh, all-star spots for the Golden Knights right now? I mean, what are we looking at right now? Eichel, Him, Stevenson, Eichel. definitely. Um, Stone, Marchie, LT. Not Stone, not Stone. Okay, Marchie. fine, not Stone. Yeah. Not Who Stone, else? LT, Marchie. Petrangelo, all the all his assists, and now he's now he's got a goal. Petro One goal, is he finally got a goal. A sure, a sure all-star. Okay. I mean, 
Bruce Cassidy going to be, will he be coaching since we'll have probably the best record in the Pacific? How about that? I mean, yeah, yep. Yep. And, and then on Monday, I do want to talk about uh, maybe get an early jump on the rest of the media people. Although it, we'll hear about this over the weekend. Now that I approach it, uh, the trend that, you know, a team that is uh, in the playoffs by American Thanksgiving typically makes it into the playoffs. I think they've got like a 77% chance of making it in the playoffs. I want to talk about that on Monday. We're going to get a beat on that because someone stole my, you know, nine wins in a row for number nine and all that stuff last night. So WTF there, uh, my WT Friday. This is from our guy, Wausau Aaron, who remembers us oh, saying, Aaron. yeah, Aaron remembers. He recalls. He's got that memory. He listens to us all the time. We appreciate you. And he remembers that we said Jack Eichel was going to have a breakout season and have more than 90 and a half points. We threw that elk in there too, which is awesome. WTF is for Sabres fans. Stop blaming Jack Eichel for moving on when it was your own front office that refused to allow him to have the surgery that he and his team thought was necessary in order to make a full recovery. That's a lot of characters for a tweet. The booing was over the top. Hashtag move on. Hashtag grow up. All right, I'll, I'll fire one more here. WTF Tony thinks everything is a conspiracy theory, whether it's the Golden Knights schedule makers, uh, whether it's... Um, it's, a, it's fixed. It's definitely everything fixed. Everything is fixed. The so schedule, WTF Tony and conspiracy the theories. Fixed. Why don't you go uh, stand outside of Area 51 with your camera and uh, go see the camo dudes and try and sneak in there and tell us uh, what they're hiding from us. <laughs> we had that other WTF uh, from, from our guy from yesterday. Oh, man, it was a good one, too. I can't find it about where he breaks down our three segments. Oh, God, yeah. All right, here, we got 15 seconds. Hold on, Tony. We'll, we'll get it. We'll get it. We'll get okay, it. Okay, you can find we'll that. It. We'll get it. It's in the, uh, you send me a text. Yeah. There we, oh, here we go. Tomorrow Unlocked, this is from at xreb underscore fan x. Okay, real fast. Uh, tomorrow Unlocked on VGK. Tony objectively rants about how the NHL rigged the <laughs> schedule to favor the VGK. Segment two, Chris tries but fails to discuss the VGK PK because Tony goes on a tirade about Ikea. That's a Swedish That's little awesome. inside joke. Tony And segment three, uh, Tony explains why Raiders are a well-oiled front office and VGK are a clown show. WTF, you all have a great weekend. And, of course, uh, send them home. Let's send them home. Send them home. Okay, go faster. Thanks for tuning in. Tony Cardasco, Chris Gollick from Las Vegas. See you Monday right here on Lockdown Golden Knights.